Good morning, and welcome back to your favorite podcast to listen to while you're doing your 12 3.30. No. <laughs> I can't listen to a podcast if I do that. Yeah, absolutely not. I like can't even breathe if I do that, let alone give attention to something. Really? Yes, I'm not a cardio girl. Oh. At all. I like I like a good walk, but not an incline walk. I like the twelve three thirty. It makes me sweat. I did it for an entire month, like every day for like a little like workout challenge that I did on my channel. Mm-hmm. And it was life changing. And now I try to do it like frequently, but not like, you know, every day kind of thing. I think well today, actually, that's my little update for you. <laughs> Cohen and I started the seventy five hard again today. Ooh how has it been? I mean, we literally just did it this morning. Well, so, did you, did you work out this morning? <laughs> yes, we woke up bright and early at six a.m. because we're learning from our mistakes from last time, and we're like trying to implement all the things that we learned from like, oh, this didn't work, this did, whatever. And mm-hmm. what worked for us was doing those like early morning six a.m. like scheduling it in, getting it done, and we went out and worked out this morning. We started easy, but today was chest day, okay. and we just did like three little workouts, set of three, and then we did two ab workouts set of three and then we finished with a 10 minute like walk on the treadmill but i did okay. the, like 12 3 30 but only for 10 minutes <laughs> got it so i tried to like put it in if we do some sort of cardio like i like the 12 3 30 but i have to like, watch like a youtube video or something with it because i get very like bored if i'm like listening to a podcast or mm. just music or whatever i can't do that for 30 minutes yeah i love that i love that you love it and I, I love that you guys did like a light workout. I'm a big fan of like light, easy gym workouts that make you feel good. So mm-hmm. I definitely already it's day one and I was kind of nervous because we actually said we were going to start it last Monday and we didn't. And then Tuesday came and Cohen was like, let's do it. And I'm like, nope, we got to wait until next Monday because I'm oh dead ass serious. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> so today's Monday. We started it today and I already feel like rejuvenated mm-hmm. and I don't know. I have like the energy and I'm feeling good, but I was also scared about it because I remember when we first started out, it sucked the first two weeks. So I've been anticipating that like terrible feeling and it hasn't been, obviously it's only day one, but it's not terrible yet. <laughs> That's good. I feel like it's easier to get into it if you liked it. Like if you liked like, mm-hmm. the workouts and stuff like that, like you're going to want to get back into them easier. It's still hard yeah. to get back in, but like, that's awesome enjoying it so far so we'll see what happens cohen definitely had a great time working out chest i told him to go light like i made him do only i think he was stuck with like 10 or 12 pounds when normally he's like you know pushing some weight but i'm like you have to go easy especially after surgery and whatnot so Mm -hmm. it was just light entering ourselves back into it but we did it and that's all that matters hell yeah how has your week been it's been good um little I don't know I feel like I'm a little bit all over the place I made banana bread which I told you about from scratch so I'm proud of myself for that I was gonna start working out again this week and I didn't so we're gonna go today (gasps) I know and I'm like itching to get back in the gym like but our our gym we decided we're just gonna wait to get a membership somewhere closer so it's 25 minutes away so it's hard to like want to drive that distance for like an hour just to drive back but honestly that's kind of perfect because then you can sip your pre-workout the whole ride there and it hits when you're there i don't know if you're a sipper or a chugger with that but 
I gotta oh. plug my nose and down it. Really? Yeah, I'm not. A, I don't like the taste of any pre workout, so I just like chug my wow. pre workout. Well, studies show it is better if you sip it. Like if you sip it over like 15, 20 ish minutes or so. Yeah, it probably. hits you better and it like works better. I guess you could say than just that chug. I'd believe that, but I just can't do it. Is the thing. Oh. I actually saw. I want to try it. Oh, okay. You, we should both try it. Okay. But I saw this girl on TikTok and she made pre-workout gummies. Oh, she okay, yeah. mixed, you know, pre-workout and whatnot and mixed it with like a gelatin kind of thing, poured it into like a mold or whatever and just made little gummies for her pre-workout. So that way okay. she could eat them in the morning and stuff. So if you hate the taste of it, drinking it, maybe you should try to make it into some sort of like a little edible snacky thing. I would definitely try that. I would definitely try to do that. I think that'd be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Then, yeah, having to kind of like chug that. I don't know how it would taste either. I don't know. I feel like, does it mm. kind of defeat the purpose if it's mixed with gelatin? I don't know. I need to look into that more, but I did see it on TikTok, so we'll see and we'll try it. Report back. Okay, perfect. Today's episode, we talked about it last week with Allie with her happy hour because she brought up that there was an apology language quiz that neither of us knew about, and I immediately thought we should do this. So, Today, we are sitting down and taking the apology language quiz, which is essentially similar to the love language quiz. A little blurb of it says, similar to the love languages, each one of us also has a preferred apology language that may differ from the people we love. Learn your primary apology language to better understand how to heal hurting relationships. And I I, I had no idea this existed. Yeah, I... I knew that it existed just because I know like some counselors will tell couples to take something similar to this or this one, but I've never taken it. I know nothing about it. I, yeah, I haven't either. Cause all the other ones I've taken before when not, we always have some sort of like a basis to go off of. So I'm curious. We're going to be taking it together. Of course, reading and answering it together. If you guys wanted to take it with us, it'll be in the show notes of the episode. So if you like click on the episode that you're listening to in the description, you can click the link, take the same quiz as us, and we'll figure out what all of our apology languages are. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm excited. Okay. Question one. It's kind of the same thing where it's more meaningful to me when, and it gives you two options, like the love language quiz. So it's more meaningful to me when I hear someone say, I deeply regret having embarrassed you like I did, or our friendship is really important to me. Will you please forgive me? I think I'm going to go with the first one. I deeply regret having embarrassed you like I did. Hmm. I'm going to go with the second one. All right. The next question is, it's more meaningful to me when someone says, okay, I admit it. I made a a big mistake or I want to grow from this experience. Would you be willing to help me figure out steps to handle this type of situation better? I like both. Mm, I I don't know. I think I like the second one more, like asking for steps. Uh, yeah. Breaking down like that, I would appreciate someone taking the initiative to, on their own, say, I want to be better. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Versus someone just being like, okay, I admit it. I was wrong. That doesn't mean that they want to be better. Right. They just admitted that they were wrong. So yeah, second one. It's more meaningful to me when someone tells me what I can what can I do? Neither of us can read today. I know. <laughs> what can I do or say to make things right between you and me? Or I had a bad attitude and it showed. I should have thought more about what I was doing. Oh, I don't know. I like both of these. 
I'm going to go with the first one. I think I'm going to go with the second one. We're just like every other. I know. <laughs> okay. It's more meaningful to me when someone says, I don't want to do this again, so I will come up with ways to avoid mistakes like this in the future. Or I apologize for my actions. You obviously don't have to forgive me, but I hope you will. The first one. Most definitely. I think I'm going to go with the second one. <gasps> oh, I know. We're answering so different. I'm Yeah, I'm very curious because... I like we said we have no idea what this is about and I know the love language quiz so I know the five mm. that you're trying to I guess get into I have no idea what this is going to say at the end like I don't know the differences in right. apology types or anything so I have no idea I like that though that we're going in blind because then you can actually it. answer it yeah. versus with the love language one you can tell which one it's kind of asking for if it's physical touch or gifts and you're trying to like kind of think through that right. but I'm I don't know I feel like the first one because it's still taking accountability for what they did and even better which we've already talked about is my like toxic trait <laughs> where they said I will come up with ways to avoid mistakes like this in the future and I like that they are the ones deciding to do that versus we just said though I like that they asked for help which I will I'm always willing to help but I have that like complex of <laughs> I did it on my own so you can too kind of thing so I like someone being like, I will figure it out and I mm -hmm. will fix it. And I'm sorry. See, I like the second one because, you know, they apologize for my actions. It feels like the accountability. But then I like that. I hope you forgive me, but you don't have to. I feel like sometimes with apologies, there's just this pressure to just forgive and forget. And I like that it allows mm -hmm. the person receiving the apology to have the freedom to take that time, as much time as they need, and be okay with it if they want to be. I think something hard for me growing up and being in relationships specifically was trying to find different ways to say it's okay, for example, because mm -hmm. of that same kind of pressure that you spoke on. When someone apologizes, you're almost pressured to say it's okay right away. Right. And it's not okay. And it might not be okay or it might be or whatever. But I felt like my words are important and if someone is apologizing to me because they truly did make me upset and whatnot and I just say it's okay then I'm telling them that it is okay what you did and it's not and I struggled with trying to find like different phrases or different words to use um and even sometimes like I forgive you is like awkward depending on who is apologizing mm -hmm. and for what because I might not forgive them at that point or whatever so I feel like answering an apology is sometimes hard I have been trying to do like the if someone says I'm sorry and like they mean it it's genuine I say like I appreciate you for apologizing because I like that. I take time to like forgive and I you know it is what it is but that way you know I can say like it means a lot that you said sorry but I still need a little bit of time I like that that's better I I fell into a, a routine of just saying it's okay all the time and oh, then yeah. I felt like they thought it was truly okay and I don't know we talked about that too with Allie where I'm right. I was thinking like I feel like I have to be upset longer to prove the point that they upset me because if they apologize and I say it's okay I don't want them to think it's okay because it's not and I'm not okay right now <laughs> right and sometimes like you just want to say it's okay because you don't want to talk about it right now like you just need a second mm -hmm. and if you just say it's okay like the conversation's over and then you don't have to like constantly be reassuring someone that hurt you in that moment mm-hmm yeah, so I like the, I appreciate it. Thank you. You don't even have to say it's okay. Just, I appreciate mm -hmm. the apology. Hmm, okay. 
It's more meaningful to me when someone asks me, can you possibly forgive me? Or what can I do to mend our relationship? I think what can I do to mend our relationship? I agree. It's more meaningful to me when I hear someone say, I totally messed up. I could make excuses, but really I have no good excuse for my actions. Or you have every right to hold this against me, but will you please consider forgiving me? The first one. Mm. <laughs> I got to reread them really quick in my head. Hold on. It's kind of hard. These answers are so long. I know. Yeah. It's like taking me a second. Okay. I think I'm going to go with the second. I feel like I'm drawn to the second one. So I'm going to go with the second one. Mm. It's more meaningful to me when someone asks me, I'd like to make things better between us. What can I do to make things right? Or you don't have to answer immediately, but will you consider forgiving me for making this mistake? I feel like you're going to answer the second one. I think I might go with the first one just because of the way it's worded. (gasps) So. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking the second one for you because you answered kind of in that way at a previous question. Yeah. Where you're like, I don't feel pressured to answer right away. Um, I would also say the first one, though, because I, I'm i being drawn to the ones that are taking the accountability and yeah. wanting to fix it. So I like that. It's more meaningful to me when I hear these words from someone. I want to ask you to forgive me or it deeply pains me to see you hurting like this. The second one. I'm going the first one. Oh, this no. is so funny. <laughs> okay. <weird. laughs> It's more meaningful to me when someone says, I've really messed up this time. We missed the deadline because of me. Or can we back up and let me try to fix this? I really want to mend the damage I've caused. Second one. I like the second one, but immediately I thought you can't take back what you said. And that's powerful. Like your words are powerful. And Mm -hmm. no matter how many times you do apologize, you can't take it back fully because how you made that person feel may stick with them forever and they might not actually like forgive and forget what you said even if they say it's okay kind of thing so obviously in certain situations I think it's specific to whatever is going on if it's something big you can't just back up and take it back and like try again Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I don't know Mm, I'm gonna go with the first one okay It's more meaningful to me when I hear someone say, I'm upset with myself over how I handled our disagreement. I cringe when I recall the way I acted or I know that I've been, what I've been doing is not helpful. What would you like to see me change that would make this better for you? Hmm. I think the first one. I think the second one. I don't know. I, again, I I just like the accountability. I like them saying I'm upset with myself based on how I acted because they're able to, you know, take themselves out of their own shoes, put themselves in my shoes and see how that reaction was poor and say that they, you know, I cringe when I I look at myself in that way. See, I appreciate the accountability, but I'm the type of person I think that like when an apology is happening and I'm sorry suffices for me and I don't want to keep like talking about the same issue over and over. I'd rather just focus on like how can we fix it so it doesn't happen again? Whereas like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like I, I, but I also understand like how taking accountability can feel good to hear. So it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's more meaningful to me when someone tells me I know what I did was wrong or I'm so sorry. I feel terrible that I let you down. The second one. 
the first one. <laughs> now I'm starting to see the trends here. Yeah. <laughs> it's more meaningful to me when someone asks me, what changes could I put into place so that you might begin to trust me going forward? Or, I hope this won't permanently damage our working relationship. Will you please accept my apology? The first one. I think I'm going to go with the second one. Oh. We're doing like complete opposites. It's kind of freaky. But I like this though because we're finally yeah. going to get different answers. <laughs> I know. We're basically the same love language in the same, what other test did we take? I already forget. The Enneagram. Enneagram, yeah. It's more meaningful to me when someone says, I can see my actions caused you pain and I feel terrible about what I did. Or is there anything I can do to repair the damage that I've created? I think I'm going to go with the second one. The first one. (laughs) (laughs) It's more meaningful to me when someone tells me, if I had only thought about what I was doing, I would have realized it was wrong. Or I know that I've caused you a significant amount of trouble. I would greatly appreciate it if you would forgive me. The second one. I don't like either of these. I was about to bring that up. The first one immediately enraged me mm-hmm. <laughs> i know me too i was like you should be thinking all the time what do you mean exactly i'm like what do you mean how are you not thinking about what you did because before i make any decision i'm thinking through the 72 possible outcomes and i try to pick the best one but if you're just willy-nilly freeballing it out here making decisions and not thinking it through then you are causing so much chaos in your path and you are hurting so many people yes exactly 100%. so i have to go with the second one because the first one pisses me off so much i think <laughs> i'm also gonna go with the second one I agree. It is more meaningful to me when I hear someone say, I am truly grieved and sorry for my actions, plus the ways they affected you. Or if I am ever again upset with you, I promise to gather my thoughts and approach you directly and respectfully. The second second one. one. (laughs) So good. Okay. It's more meaningful to me when someone says, I hope that you can find it in your heart to forgive me, or I simply should not have done that. The second one. The second one. It's more meaningful to me when I hear someone say, I realize that talk is cheap. I'll work to show you that I'm changing. Or is there anything I can do to make up for what I did? I'm going to go with the second one. The first one. Okay. The first one made me <laughs> mad. So, <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Because it says, I realize that talk is cheap. I'll work to show you that I'm changing. And I feel like that's just cheap talk. Like, I feel like I've I heard- like the, the bluntness. Yeah, but I feel like I've heard apologies like that before where it's like, I'll work to make it better. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I understand. It's not going to suffice. And then there's no change. And then I hear it again the next time it happens of like, I'll make it better. I understand that like, I'm sorry. It's not enough. Like, I'll work to do better. And I feel like that's the cheap talk for me. But I think that's just from personal experiences. So I mean, if it's repeated, I agree 100%. But if it's a one-off and someone uses that to apologize, I would respect that because mm-hmm. I don't want to hear your sob story. I don't want your excuses. I don't want to hear why you did what you... Well, sometimes it depends. But I don't want to hear all of that. I would rather you just fucking fix it. And okay. I think that sometimes that might that might be my own stuff in the past too because I have heard the I'm sorry so much and there's no change. So I don't want to hear I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I just want you to look at me and say, I'm going to do better next time and then do it. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's more meaningful to me when someone tells me, I really am embarrassed about my behavior and I'm so, so sorry. Or no ifs, ands, or buts. I admit that I was wrong. The second one. The first one. Okay. I don't know. I want people to be embarrassed for their behavior. (laughs) See, and I'm like, I don't want to hear about how you feel when you hurt me. You can apologize to me. I mean, that is true, actually. I don't, the apology shouldn't be about you. 
it should be about the person you're apologizing to otherwise it's like a backhanded sorry in a way it's also the thing that you said of like taking like taking accountability accountability oh my god my brain is (laughs) not working this morning taking out it's a monday (laughs) yeah it is monday morning at like 8 a.m so it is early but (laughs) i feel like saying i'm embarrassed like that takes accountability for the actions and like talks about the emotion of what happened with it yeah i don't know i i I can see we're kind of going back and forth for something so i'm i'm just waiting Mm -hmm. i don't even know how many questions are in this quiz (laughs) there are 25 we are on 18 oh okay where are you seeing that at Oh, it's at the bottom. Um, my screen does. I'm on my iPad taking it. Oh, so yeah. like it doesn't show me. <laughs> oh, do I read this one? Is this one me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's more meaningful to me when I hear someone say, I apologize. Will you please forgive me? Or going forward, I will manage my time and prioritize my schedule so that I won't have the same difficulties. The second one. The second one, but I I need them to do it. Like I just worry mm-hmm. that like. It's just going to be said and not done. But if that's going to happen, then definitely the second one. Yeah. It's more meaningful to me when someone says, I want so badly to avoid this type of error again. Let's talk about what I can do in the future to follow through on my commitments. Hot and bothered by that. (laughs) Or I don't feel right just saying my bad. I want to make up for what I've done. What would you consider appropriate? I'm going to. Both are good. I'm going to go with the second one. I I like both of them. I like the first one because it says, like, what can I do in the future to follow through on my commitments? Or let's talk about how. But then mm-hmm. also, you know, that's putting the, the responsibility on the person you're apologizing to. To talk about what you can do to follow through on your own commitments. Like, mm, actually, yeah, I'm not liking that. The second one. <laughs> you shouldn't just say, my bad. Make up for what you've done. Well, I guess the second one still asks that, too. What would you yeah. consider appropriate? But... Yeah. The first thing that I thought of was like my mom was this kind of mom growing up. If I were to get in trouble, she would be the type that asks what I think the punishment I should get. And it was one of those um, like back and forth things. Like Mm -hmm. I was never really grounded and like all my stuff taken away and this whole big deal. Something would happen and she would sit me down and we would talk about it. And then she would ask me like, what do you think is an appropriate punishment for what you did? And I'd have to sit there and like weigh what I did versus past punishment. It was like this whole whole thing. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else did that, but my mom did that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what makes me think of this is you don't want to say I'm sorry, but what do you consider appropriate to like make this up to you? Hmm. Interesting. My mom also had me write papers when I got in trouble. Oh, <laughs> no. Like I wrote, I think like a six page paper on why lying is bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And I had like, I had to cite sources. I had to do a whole research paper. Wow. And I think this was in like middle school. <laughs> wow. That is crazy. That would make me hate writing. That's I don't know. Wild. I honestly think it was kind of good though. I mean, I'm sure in the time I really fucking hated it. But looking mm-hmm. back, I'm not upset about it because I'm of the thought process of like no punishment even just you know raising my dogs I don't use punishment but I'm thinking kids wise I I don't want to ground them there's definitely not going to be any spanking like taking away mm-hmm. phones and stuff I think the only punishment that should be happening is natural consequences like teaching them 
the consequences of their actions because lying in the real world isn't going to get you grounded for a week and then you can just keep lying again. You need to learn why that behavior is wrong and what is going to keep happening to you if you keep doing it in the real world. And so, no, like writing a paper isn't a natural consequence, but it made me look into the consequences of that and like what happens when you lie and I don't know looking at like Mm -hmm. little studies and just obviously my little middle school brain so nothing (laughs) too big (laughs) but I don't know it was I think as a parent I would obviously prefer to do that than just you know ground for no reason and have no tv for a week see yeah I agree with that I think my parents were big like natural consequence people Because, like, something would happen and I would tell them and they'd be like, well, you're probably already punishing yourself more than we could ever punish you. So you're Mm going to deal with the consequences. But when I was younger and, like, I didn't, if, like, I lied to them or I yelled at them, the consequence was, like, I lost a privilege of, like, having my phone that they gave me Mm kind of thing. But I never was, like, grounded from staying away from friends. I could go do whatever I wanted even without my phone. So, Hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting topic. My mom was always really good about it, but not, you know, all of my like parental figures. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mind the way that my mom kind of handled it. So, but that's what that second one makes me think of is what do you think would be appropriate? And I'm like, yeah, well, I think that I should be grounded. And <laughs> I think I should write a paper. I think I should write a paper. <laughs> Maybe that's what got me into OSU. Okay. Maybe I wouldn't be here today if my Ooh. mom didn't make me write papers. Yes. Thank you, mom. I'm Because I'm really good at writing papers. <laughs> yeah it's all this punishment i'm gonna go with the second one it's more meaningful to me when someone tells me i know that my actions were totally unacceptable i own that or it stresses me out to know that you've had to stand there waiting on me i regret the frustration and worry that i caused you the first one i'm gonna go with the second one Mm. it's more meaningful to me when someone says i know that i've inconvenienced you what can i do for you that could help balance things out or I am unhappy with how I've hurt you. I'm enormously disappointed in myself. The first one. Same. Obviously, they're usually small things, but I do get really upset with minor inconveniences on my behalf because Mm -hmm. usually it's people not respecting my time or things like that that I get very like angry about and antsy about. And for them it's not an inconvenience but you're pushing all of your inconveniences onto other people when you don't follow through on what you said you're gonna do or you're Mm -hmm. late or you're you know in school for example and you're doing group projects and people don't do it and it's just that that slight inconvenience will build up and eat away at me and then I just stop talking to you or making plans with you (laughs) or helping you it adds up yeah it's more meaningful to me when I hear these words from someone what can I do to make this situation right for you immediately? Or it may take some time to rebuild your trust in me. Meanwhile, I'll be working hard on changes to prove that I am trustworthy. Mm, I don't know. The second one. I. It seems to me more sincere. Like the first one is just, what can I do right now to make you not pissed at me? Yeah, I, I'll go. I think I'm going to go with the second one too. It's more meaningful to me when someone says... I am so sorry about that. I feel truly awful about having disappointed you or saying I'm sorry doesn't feel like it's enough. What more can I say or do to make this up to you? The second one. Second one. It's more meaningful to me when someone says I'm confident that everything I've learned from this bad experience will prevent me from doing it again or I know what I did was inappropriate. No two ways about it. The second one. Hmm. 
I like the first one if it's true. Yeah. Because I want them to learn from their own bad experiences. And I want them, like we mentioned in a funny way, I want them to be so embarrassed of their own behavior that they don't do it again. Or like I want them to feel what they did to people so that way they don't do it again. So I think I'm going to go with the first one because I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they mean it. And they're yeah. actually going to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so much. Okay, so there's five different ones like the love language. Interesting. And they give you like the percentages and whatnot like the love language. Okay. What was your highest percentage? 32. What was yours? Oh, okay, same. What was your My highest one was a 32, but it was, oh, the lowest was eight. Okay, mine was 12. Oh. So the five different ones, obviously like the love language, is planned change, accept responsibility, request forgiveness, make restitution, and expressing regret. And we can kind of like go through them as we tell each other like what our top top five were so your your top five or i guess your top one which one was that making restitution what was and that yours? was 32 percent. yes mine was planned change oh okay read the make restitution one okay so it says in our society many people believe that wrong acts demand justice the one who commits the crime should pay for their wrongdoings a mate who speaks this love language feels the same way towards apologies. They believe that in order to be sincere, the person who is apologizing should justify their actions. The mate who's been hurt simply wants to hear that their mate still loves them. There are many effective ways to demonstrate sincerity in an apology. Each mate must learn the other's love language in order to complete the act of restitution. Though some mates may feel as though it is all forgotten with a bouquet of flowers, that is not necessarily work for all mates. Every mate should uncover what their partner's main love language is and use that specific language in order to make restitution in the most effective way. For a mate whose primary That's apology, interesting. Oh, yeah. That, like, they're trying to tie... Like, it ties in with the yeah, love language. I agree. So, like, making restitution isn't the same for everyone. And it isn't... Wow. So, you would want to know what your... Which one was your top love language again? Um, acts of service. Acts of service. So, if Omar's trying to make restitution... It would kind of be like, what can I actually do for you to help with that? Yeah. Right? Or does that make I sense? So. I think so. It says like at the end, the apology, like I'm sorry I was wrong, isn't sincere, doesn't feel sincere, but it's more of making amends with a genuine apology accompanied to it. Mm. I'd be curious of, yeah, what a making restitution would be for an acts of service or I guess like because the bouquet of flowers makes sense like the gift giving I think is what everybody's initial thoughts go to but I also think that's because of things that we see you know you always see in movies or shows or whatever the boyfriend mm -hmm. going to get flowers when he's sorry and stuff like that so I feel like that's the obvious one but words of affirmation or yeah the um acts of service even just quality time how do you apologize with quality time that's interesting i don't know i'm like trying to think through it and i feel like a lot of the time if there's an issue that we have it might be over something that's related to acts of service already so it might just be doing that so fixing it is easy because yeah. he just goes and does the thing that you're mad that he didn't do <laughs> yeah or it's i feel like it's more of like he did maybe something happened he's apologizing and i need to hear the steps of like why he did that 
and then I need him to put in the effort to fix it himself. I think that's more what it is. Mm. Maybe. I mean, that would make sense. I need to look more into that. My top one was planned change at 32%. And this one reads, for some individuals, planned change is the convincing factor in an apology. Some mates will doubt the sincerity of an apology if it is not accompanied by their partner's desire to modify their behavior to avoid the situation in the future. Admitting you are wrong creates vulnerability. It allows your mate to get a glimpse of your heart. The glimpse of true self is assurance that the apology was sincere. One important aspect of planned change is verbalizing your desire to change. Your mate cannot read your mind. Though you may be trying to change inside, if you do not verbalize your desire to change for your mate, they most likely will still be hurt. It is also important to make a dedicated plan for change. Often apologies involving change fail because the person never establishes steps of actions to help ensure success. Taking baby steps towards change instead of insisting on changing all at once will increase your chances of successfully changing your ways. It is important to remember that change is hard. Constructive change does not mean we will immediately be successful. There will be highs and lows on the road to change. You must remember that anyone can change their ways if they are truly and genuinely ready to change. Which we actually said in a past episode. I was Mm -hmm. like, I think people can change, but they have to want to. Yeah. Mm. And I do think this is very true. And I kind of talked about that throughout some of it is... I I need to know how you're going to fix it and that you are going to take the accountability of figuring that out and like what what this is are we like I want to hear your 12-step process here (laughs) yeah I think that fits for all the answers you were answering too hmm what is the percentage of your number two so mine are tied um request forgiveness and then plan change we're at 20 percent oh my make restitution was my second, but it was at oh. 24%. Okay. Interesting. Here, let me hear your request forgiveness. Okay. It says in some relationships, a mate wants to hear their partner physically ask for forgiveness. They want assurance that their mate recognizes the needs for forgiveness. Asking for forgiveness shows that you realize you've done something wrong and that you're willing to put the future of the relationship in the hands of the offended mate. Requesting forgiveness is not easy. It often leaves one vulnerable to rejection. Many people have a hard time seeking forgiveness because it means admitting that you failed. The only way to overcome this fear is to recognize that it's very common against mankind. The commonality makes it okay to be a failure. It allows a stubborn mate to apologize for their partner and become a, to their partner and become a healthy individual. Ultimately, it's important to remember that there's a difference between asking for forgiveness and demanding forgiveness. When we demand forgiveness, we tend to forget the nature of forgiveness. Forgiveness is a choice the offended party is supposed to make. Demanding forgiveness takes away the sincerity of asking for it. Remember not to treat forgiveness lightly. It is something to be cherished and appreciated, and the act of forgiveness is hard on both ends, for the person who's asking and for the person who's accepting. Interesting. Mine, my least one, my 8%, was request forgiveness. Oh, okay. I think... Because obviously it says in some relationships, a mate wants to hear their partner physically ask for it. And I don't. And I think that is because I've been in that cycle of always saying, it's okay, it's okay. And now I'm over that. And I don't want you to ask me for forgiveness because mm-hmm. I don't want to be pressured into saying, okay, I want you to just fix it. Yeah. But I feel like it's more than just like an I'm sorry. It's an I apologize for my actions. Will you forgive me? Or I hope that with time you forgive me. And it allows, the, I don't know, like me to take the time 
that I need, which I like that. But like Mm -hmm. if you, you know, don't need the time to like forgive and forget and you just want to like see the action, then maybe that's why. I don't know. I feel like, and this obviously could be um, a skewed way of thinking, but my immediate thought is it's, it feels guilt trippy and it shouldn't because you're asking for forgiveness and it should be sincere, I guess. Mm -hmm. But the way that I'm viewing it is like, I'm so sorry. Like I'm, I feel terrible. Like, will you please forgive me? And it's like that, like pulling on my heartstrings and guilt tripping it is, I guess why I'm kind of like turned away from don't like ask me to forgive you. Just, just fix it. I don't, I don't know. Well, I can see that, but I'm okay saying like, no, I don't forgive you right now, but I will in the future. I just need time. Like I'm okay mm-hmm. saying that. So I don't feel like I need to just say it's okay to make the other person happy. And maybe that's why, because like, mm-hmm. I'm okay taking that time for myself. Yeah, maybe. And you said your second and third were technically tied for second. Yeah. So the other and that was plan, plan change. change. Okay. So then what was technically your third? Except responsibility. And what percentage? 16. What mm. was your third? My third was accepting responsibility, but at a 20% because I didn't have any ties. Oh. Okay. So that's like my true 30 or my true third. Do you want to And accepting, yeah, accepting responsibility. It is very difficult for some people to admit that they're wrong. It makes them doubt their self-worth and no one likes to be portrayed as a failure. However, as adults, we must all admit that we make and will make mistakes. We are going to make poor decisions that hurt our mates and we are going to have to admit that we were wrong. We have to accept responsibility for our own failures. For many individuals, all that they want to hear are the words, I am wrong. If the apology neglects accepting responsibility for their actions, many partners will not feel as though the apology was meaningful and sincere. Many partners need to learn how to overcome their ego and desire to not be viewed as a failure and simply admit that their actions were wrong. For a mate who seeks this apology language, if an apology does not admit fault, it is not worth hearing. (laughs) Being sincere in your apology means allowing yourself to be weak and admitting that you make mistakes. Though this may be hard to do for some people, it makes a world of a difference to your partner who speaks this language. I don't like this one. (laughs) You don't like it? No, not for me, but I I can see how it helps others. I love it. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. I like reading it. I'm like, yep. And I don't know. I think it is. I don't. Hmm, I don't know. I I like that accountability. I want. I want to hear that you know that you did something wrong, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of times too, and maybe this is my own past, that you apologize because I'm upset. Like, are you apologizing because you see the wrongdoing in your actions, or that you shouldn't have done that, or are you just apologizing because I'm mad at you? You know, the whole like, are you? Are you saying sorry because you got caught or are you sorry because of what you did? I just realized something and I don't know if this is true or not, but the two that speak to me the most of making restitution and um, request forgiveness and then the ones that you said like you really like of like um, plan change, accept responsibility. Mine have been very focused on like when the person apologized, it's in my hands to decide if the apology is acceptable. And it's in my hands to decide if the forgiveness can be given. And for yours, it seems like it's on them to make their change and plan that change themselves. And it's on them to accept that what they've done. Yeah, I see that. Which is wild. That is wild when you like think of it like that. 
because I, yeah, I feel like when I'm ever in arguments, because I love confrontation and it's not about being right or wrong, or it's not about going through that argument and being like, I'm so, so, so sorry. I love the confrontation. That's just a conversation about what happened. Mm -hmm. Like, why did you do the thing? What was your thought process? Do we see the wrongdoing of that thought process? Or here's how I viewed it. Here's how it impacted me and whether or not you meant to do that. It is what it is. And it's more like, that's how I kind of handle those conversations versus like it's an apology like I don't want to hear the apology I don't want to like don't request for forgiveness like I don't Mm -hmm. I don't care like let's actually logistically break it down and talk about it of how we got to this this point and I'm like thinking of it more and I think whenever I'm in arguments and things like this I don't like breaking it down and talking about it I just want to hear like please forgive me like can will you forgive me and then the steps like just do the things that'll make me feel better like I don't want to keep talking about something because I feel like for me it's just not productive for what I need Mm -hmm. but I can see how it is for other people so and I can also see how that would butt heads in a relationship because Mm -hmm. I think that was probably the case you know my ex and I we took the love language test like we understood that but we probably should have done this because taking this and talking about it right now I I'm noticing that where we would have arguments and I'm sitting here trying to talk about it and I want to hear what happened and why you did that thing and whatever. And they would get very irritated, like agitated that I'm asking those questions mm-hmm. and then kind of be like, well, we're just talking in circles. And I'm, I'm, I'm not talking in circles. I want to get to the root of why we are here and why did you make that decision? I want to know the why. And then I want to hear you say that you chose like and I've literally said those words. I want you to tell me why you did that. And I want you to tell me that you chose to hurt me. You knew that this would upset me and you chose to do it. And if that's not the case, I need you to tell me what happened. Like what other thought process could it be? And Mm. I'm not saying that's healthy, but I'm like, I'm seeing that now because you just kind of broke that down for me. And arguments with my ex like didn't always go well. And it's not like a him thing only. Obviously, it always takes two to tango and we were not on that same page of what we needed in that like apology conversation kind of thing right I really like this I'm just past. like oh but I mean I still kind of do it and I I obviously don't know it like but now I'm kind of aware of it and I'm I'm like picking that up I'm usually the like walk me through it like tell me yeah but that's <laughs> tell me what tell me why you need and that's okay and I think that this could be really important to take especially in a relationship because you can tell your partner like please don't just say I'm sorry. Please don't try and make up for it. I need you to talk to me about it. Like you can say that and expect that from them. Just like if they maybe Mm -hmm. need, you know, you to ask for forgiveness, you can come at it to them that way instead of trying to talk about what you've done too. So like, I don't think there's Mm -hmm. anything wrong with any of these. And I know. Yeah. I I mean, the same way, I think it was a disclaimer for the love language test. I think it's the same here. There's no good or bad love language and there's no good Mm or bad, um, like, way of apologizing everybody has different ways of doing it and the best way to to do that is just to communicate your style so there's not like one that's better than the other or one that's terrible (laughs) everybody just likes different things and yeah I can see how that has impacted like confrontations or relationships or whatever because I'm yeah I will I will be a dead horse like I won't we're gonna have this conversation until like I I don't know (laughs) yeah which is not good but like I guess yeah that's that's what I need to get like that closure from that conversation or that act that really hurt me I don't get the closure until 
we talk about it and we come to a conclusion and you tell me why it happened or why you did that like, i want to know your thought process of like because I've, I've also said those words i'm like were you even thinking of me in that situation because we've had this conversation before etc cetera, etc cetera. and then it's even more hurtful when they're like no because kind of that last question we're like why aren't you thinking why aren't you thinking mm-hmm. through these possible like things that are going to happen and how you're going to hurt people and maybe i'm just very hyper aware of me like <laughs> hurting people but i don't know yeah it's interesting i'm like oh goodness gracious okay <sighs> changing my life what is your fourth one so this which is for you is this one. your last one actually yeah, yeah okay because you had the tie so what's your last one um expressing regret at 12 percent mm. expressing regret uh, regret 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 <laughs> was my fourth as well but it was like my true fourth because my last one was requesting forgiveness and my expressing regret was 16%. Okay. Um, it says that expressing regret is the apology language that zeroes in on emotional hurt. It is an admission of guilt and shame for causing pain to another person. For those who listen for expressing regret apologies, a simple I'm sorry is all that they look for. There is no need for explanation or payback, provided the apology has truly come from the heart. Expressing regret is a powerful apology language because it gets right to the point. It doesn't make excuses or attempts to deflect blame. And above all, expressing regret takes ownership of the wrong. For that reason, expressing regret is understood as a a sincere commitment to repair and rebuild the relationship. This speaks most clearly when the person offering the apology reflects sincerity, not only verbally, but also through body language, unflinching, unflinching eye contact and a <laughs> gentle but firm touch are two ways that body language can underscore sincerity. Yeah, that first half, I don't. Yeah, I I need more than just that simple. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I can see why this one's at my bottom. But that last sentence, though, I also agree with. And it's like the you want like the eye contact or whatever potentially like that can speak more to like the sincerity that used to always also irritate me in past relationships and more so because again we're both coming from different areas and you want something different and we never communicated that um Mm -hmm. that like that was something because obviously i don't even think either of us were really aware of it but sitting here now i'm i'm literally playing back conversations and like arguments and fights where I would get even more irritated if you're not looking at me while we're talking because then I'm like I took that as like a sign of disrespect I'm like look at me like I'm talking to you and you're just sitting here on the couch staring into the wall looking pissed but I'm like we're I'm trying to have a conversation with you and that's disrespectful to me but I know that some people don't like eye contact (laughs) especially in confrontation and stuff like that because it can be even more intimidating or like it can Mm -hmm. be whatever so even more of a reason to communicate like your needs or like why you need that thing and obviously compromising as much as possible that like what what you both need yeah I I don't know I'm not surprised this is my last one because like and I'm sorry isn't enough for me because to me I was always told growing up I'm sorry means I'm never gonna do it again and I feel like I would get I'm sorry's and people would do them again (laughs) and so like oh yeah that's why I really like the requesting um, forgiveness because it's like the I'm sorry paired with like, I hope you forgive me. I understand like if you don't mm-hmm. kind of thing. I mean, I was told the same thing. That, yeah, I like I'm sorry means that it's never going to happen again. And that would be something that I would bring up to you in arguments. That's like we've already been here. We've already had this conversation. You've already apologized. Mm-hmm. And you even said it. You're like you're a three strikes you're out kind of person. And I wish I was. But I was like at like 
stop stop apologizing if you're going to keep doing it because right. like at this point you're making a conscious decision to to do the things that you know are going to cause a conflict or like that will hurt me or like obviously depending on the situation and whatnot so that would always irritate me also like don't say i'm sorry unless you are actually going to change it because you shouldn't like you're not sorry like you're just sorry that i'm upset or you're sorry that you got caught Mm -hmm. or you're sorry that i'm mad you're not sorry about what you did if you keep doing it after saying i'm sorry Ooh, okay so then yeah this is i feel like this is so important to know because say your partner is like a plan change person and like they need to know you're going to take the steps, but you're an I'm sorry person and you're just trying mm-hmm. to keep saying like, oh, I'm sorry. I've already said I'm sorry. Isn't that enough? But for them, it's not enough. But for you, like, and maybe the opposite. You're like, what maybe, more can I do? I've already said yeah. I'm sorry. Like, Maybe your partner has hurt you and they're trying to tell you all the ways that they're going to change it. And you're like, I don't want to talk about it. Just say I'm sorry and move on. But they're like, no, like we have to talk about the ways to change it. Like mm-hmm. it's, I feel like this is so important to know, especially in relationships, because it's yeah. the fights that are gonna break you up and end it and you know exactly you know and i'm just shocked that this is my first time hearing this i know like I, I wish i would have taken this a while ago and not to say that would like you know be your end all like fixing everything quote unquote mm-hmm. but i feel like it would have made arguments better more conducive more you know <laughs> getting to an actual conclusion and whatever kind of thing so this is this is life-changing yeah, I'm going to make Omar take it when he wakes up. And I'm going to have Cohen take it too. Because, <laughs> I mean, it definitely isn't the same as with past partners, but I can still see some of it where he's more potentially, like I'd be interested in his his uh, results, but it's more of like mm-hmm. a, he wants to hear the I'm sorry and like that regret and then like make it better. But he doesn't really care necessarily for like that forgiveness or like the, like he doesn't want the confrontation side of it. He just wants me to be like, I'm so sorry like I, I still love you he loves like that that verbal reassurance so yeah. i feel like it could have been the making restitution he might be high in because then that kind of ties with the love languages and he's that like words of affirmation person yeah maybe i don't know i want to see what mm. they are too i'm so interested i i don't know this is like this is absolutely mind-boggling to me and i can see how well i don't want to frame my viewpoint on that because as we already established there's no good or bad way of doing any of these it's just you're like none of them are better or worse than the other it's just communicating that with your partner because my Mm -hmm. mind is initially like dang I can see how that was so toxic of like how I was doing it but it how I was doing it wasn't toxic the toxic part was that neither of us knew where we were coming from and it was like I was pissing him off and he was pissing me off and neither of us knew that like (laughs) (laughs) how to like talk about it in a, a conducive manner for like what we both needed yeah exactly like I what you need is what you need and that's okay it's just making sure that like you and your partner are both aware of what the other person needs Mm-hmm. yeah wow. I feel like all I can do is just like take a deep breath I know wow I need, I need more tests like what are we missing we need to look up what other things that like can change our lives <laughs> I know if anyone has any please send them away <laughs> literally oh my goodness okay I will need to like decompress after this episode (laughs) and really sit with all of this information. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys took it with us and it also changed your life. And I hope you make your partner take it and you guys can all be better and for each other and with each other with like love languages and apologies. And I think that I saw though at the bottom, there was like a, how do you handle anger test or something? And I think Allie mentioned that we might have to do that. Yeah, that one would be good. 
I need to like unpack all of this with like a therapist. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, But today I have our notable quotable, which reads, stop trying to be liked by everybody. You don't even like everybody. No, I love that. I love that because I'm trying to get in that mindset of like, I know that there are people that don't like me and that's okay. And there's people that I don't like and that's okay. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be for a huge reason. Like when you read this, my first thing is like, you're not going to mesh well with everybody. I'm sure you have that one coworker that you're not like buddy, buddy with, but you're also not rude to. Nobody's mean to each other. You're just, it's not my cup of tea. And that's okay. So it's also okay for other people to think that about you and you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's totally fine. It doesn't have to be this whole thing that like someone hates you, but you just, you just have little tiny reasons that you just don't like people sometimes and that's okay because people also don't like you for little stupid reasons. (laughs) I like it. I like that quote. I think it kind of goes hand in hand because if you're really dwelling on that and like you're sitting here thinking that like, oh my gosh, this person doesn't like me or like random people don't like me or whatever kind of goes hand in hand with the quote you know don't you wouldn't take if you wouldn't take advice from those people then don't take their criticism because what they have to say in a critical way like isn't isn't worth your time because they're not someone that you would go to for advice or not someone you would go to for like the good stuff or they wouldn't also be Mm -hmm. complimenting you so if all they have to say is the negative then like that, that don't listen to it yeah kind of thing and i i like that quote too i like that quote a lot that one's really good I'm just like full of notable quotables. Like a little, little, oh, I was going to say like the thesaurus, not a thesaurus. Thesaurus? That's not the right thing I'm thinking of. What are you thinking of? I don't know. Like a book of quotes. Oh, I don't, I don't think that has a name. It's just like a book of quotes. (laughs) My brain is not working right now. I'm like a fortune cookie. (laughs) A fortune cookie. You're a little fortune cookie. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I think it's so cute. If you just like crack me open, I'm going to be like, today's going to be a good day. <laughs> good things are headed your way. Your lucky numbers are 555, five. <laughs> which I is actually it. interesting today. I woke up at 555 five, five, and like that's what I have tattooed on me. And I like love mm-hmm. the 555 five, angel numbers and whatnot. And I woke up at 555 five, five, and I'm like, today's going to be a good day. <laughs> it is going to be a good day. <laughs> so I hope everybody has a good day. And I hope you enjoyed listening to us on your 12 330. But you probably didn't because that shit's boring. So listen to us doing something else. <laughs> did you just take my outro? Oh, shit. I it's did. okay. <laughs> no, you I'll give outro. you this one. No, you just did one. Oh, it's I'm fine. Sorry. No, you're good. Mm. I'm cool with it. Okay. Well. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you took the test. If you didn't, you should because, yeah, literally mind changing and... I think next episode, <gasps> literally a week. I get to see you in like a week. Yeah. The next one we're doing is in person. I'm so I excited. Know. I'm so excited. Oh my God. Okay. And I think we have it. We can always I'll do whatever we want. But I think the mm-hmm. next episode was like a let's unpack that in Which person. Perfect. Mm, I'm excited. And I hope y'all are too. So we will see you guys. We will actually see you guys next, next week. week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.